0: Welcome back to the Traders Network Show and our coverage of the 2018 Humanity 2.0. I'm Matt Byrd, broadcasting worldwide from the Vatican for equities.com and our network syndicated partners. My next guest needs very little introduction on the global stage. He is the Director of Finance and Enterprise Affairs for the OECD. We've got Greg Medcraft. Greg Welcome to the show. Matt, it's good to see you, you know, again. Great. I've been trying to hunt you down now for two years, two Davos appearances. Uh, I just missed you in Australia. Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't, I didn't have it in me to make that trip after coming off of something from Europe. And, and I, I, I was like pleased to see you on the roster. And uh, I was like, I, I just got to nail you down. I mean, I'm you pleased
1: to be here and I'm pleased to be talking to you.
0: I appreciate that. So, you, you, you know, we'll start off, we're here at Humanity 2.0. Um, You've consumed a little bit of the content going on inside. We've got a lot of thought leaders, a lot of influencers. Can you give us a little bit of a takeaway for you thus far on the event?
1: Look, I think this is a great initiative uh, because if you think about one of the biggest problems today is really uh, an issue of trust in society and I think the idea uh, behind Humanity 2.0 it's actually helping to rebuild some of that trust. If you think about the initiative uh, in terms of the school of business ethics that's has been proposed, I think it's great because that, is again a key element of helping build trust in business, but even the uh, what they're looking at doing in terms of maternal health care mm-hmm. is concretely helping rebuild trust in the community and how one part of the community can help the other, because you know a part of trust is there are a lot of people, rising inequality is a massive issue today and how one side can reach out to the other to help bridge that I think is important. now. These are two things, you know. There's so much to do, but these are really important steps, hmm. and, and I think it's great in terms of it is about humanity 2.0. We've got to think more about one another.
0: How can companies help move? Like, like you're talking about like healthcare and and you know uh, um, and, and birthing and those sorts of things. But what what can private companies do? You're on the public side. You do a lot of public-private partnerships, a lot of enterprise integration on multiple levels. You've got your finger on the pulse of what's working, what's not working. You know what works, what doesn't work. You, you can see it a mile away. When you've got, if you're an organization, and let's just say we have Google here, we've got Google uh, here, uh, we've got Burst IQ, we've got a number of different groups. Um, what can these private companies do, Cisco, what can they do to actually move the needle for something like this?
1: You know what, they
0: can be champions.
1: You know, they can be champions of, of basically think, thinking about the social license and what the community is really expecting of business, and they can lead by example within their own companies. Mm. Equally, um, they can actually be out there, um, you know, having a dialogue with other companies that, to look for like-minded companies to share their experience. So, you know, this is not, you know, you basically. I'm more about evolution than revolution, and part of evolution is actually doing, starting. The first thing is to start at home, and do the right thing, right and then to try and have a dialogue to expand, like we're doing here, Mm like-minded parties. And that's a bit like with what happens with OECD. It's about like-minded governments around the world. You know, what we want is better policies for better lives. And I'll emphasize it's about better lives. And that applies whether you're a company or you're a government. It's actually in the the day, it's actually about better lives. When you think about it, it's actually what Humanity 2.0 is actually trying to do as well. It's, It's people helping humanity. Correct.
0: That's it. Well, listen, I think you've got a panel coming up right next, right? Very soon. And I, and I can see people kind of looking over here, yeah. making sure you're, you're okay. But I, but
1: I will say from our point of view at OECD, you know, our contribution from my directorate on that is around conduct and responsible business conduct, whether it be in supply chains, mm-hmm. whether it be dealing with things like anti-corruption, because corruption is a shocking thing around the world. It actually affects humanity communities they pay too much or they don't get access and it's also about making sure that you have again good corporate governance so that's the sort of angle we're looking at today speaking
0: of corruption and I don't want to go down that path but it you know as as public private partnerships and it's an area that I'm pretty familiar mm-hmm. with it becoming you know more commonplace mm. what are organizations what do public directors you know directors of public entities need to be looking at to be able to not cross that boundary and it's it's a very slippery slope because the intent is good but sometimes there's that gray area yeah. how do you maintain that balancing act of there's a way to operate, listen out to the way private companies. You can you you get what you want so long as we get what we want and everybody yep. benefits. But yep. where is that that delicate balance that that? Well, needs I
1: think be- uh, first of all, it is about culture and having the right culture in a company. That first of all, we don't we don't pay bribes. Yep. Okay. But then it's a matter of making sure that you have procedures and policies in place to make sure that that vision is actually flows through the whole company. Mm-hmm. And that uh, you have the right culture, but equally you have methods of detecting potential, you know, where briberies occurred in your company. And, uh, you know, and what we do at OECD in, in, say in the corruption area, we have standards that companies can follow uh, in their supply chains, in terms of dealing with detecting corruption. And we have our overall corporate governance principles that deal with, uh, dealing with corruption. So there are tools available to companies uh, in terms of due diligence and overall corporate governance policies, they actually to they help you do the right thing. You know, um, and, and we get
0: going, and we get a swap out. We have some logistical stuff going on, but this is a really neat opportunity for companies out there that are have thought about engaging on a public-private partnership level, have resources that want to apply, but they also the partnership means that there's a there's a two-way collaboration, yep, right? Yep. So should a company? how should the formation of stuff go from your standpoint of what is expected from both sides? Well, should I think, the company uh, outla- lay out what, what their expectations are? I think
1: actually two sides. One, clearly companies need to have their own standards in terms of corruption, but equally if they're dealing with government, public sector, pu- public private, public,
0: private private, P3.
1: Yes. <laughs> so we advise governments in terms of corporate governance standards from a public Perspective. So, for state-owned entities, yeah. you know, what are the standards? You know, independence of boards. Uh, so, we've established standards that actually, have, and we advise governments around the world who have SOEs. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very big uh, part of our our business. Mm-hmm. And my directorate is advising governments around the world as how do you put in place the right internal controls to make sure that you mitigate against demands for corruption payments. So for example, you know, make sure you have open uh, public procurement, right, that it's all traceable. That, uh, that and But also we're looking at a thing at the moment that's called compliance without borders, where basically you have um, uh, state-owned enterprise employees coming from there into the private sector to understand how they deal with compliance and anti-corruption. Mm-hmm. So there's many things you can do, both from private sector and government sector. And at the end of the day, it's all about underpinning trust.
0: It is about trust.
1: The social license today, communities in most countries around the world do no longer tolerate corruption. And more every day grows because as they appreciate that, you know, Ten percent of the world's GDP goes to paying corruption. That's ten percent. Is that right? Yeah. That's ten wow. percent that actually could be going to building hospitals and schools and lower well, costs and, and, and education.
0: And, and, and I just read an article This from the CEO of the Global Compact. Um, she published this article and um, a, a uh, invitation to help meet the goals for the US, UN SDGs, mm-hmm. which is only 1% of the global GDP. So if one percent, if 10% of the corruption were to cease, we could put that money back into the global community, we would we'd be on track.
1: That's why we focus heavily on fighting
0: <coughs> corruption. Wow. All right, everybody, Greg Metcraft, uh the head of the OECD, finance. And enterprise affairs. And enterprise affairs. Um, listen, thanks for coming on the show. I'm, I'm going to have you back on. I hope I can get you as a regular, if anything, via satellite. <laughs> tracking you down in different countries is, is, is sometimes a challenge. But listen, we'll be right back with the next guest. You're not going to want to miss him on the panel. Can you tell us a little bit about the panel that you're going to
1: be on? Yeah, well, the panel we're on now is talking about sustainability and why it matters.
0: This guy knows what he's talking about. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go away. The 2019 Humanity 2.0 Forum is brought to you by Cisco Systems, CSR solutions that are accelerating global problem solving in ways that have never been attempted before. To Ulala, providing mobile blockchain solutions for the unbanked. And to PledgeCamp, the next generation of crowdfunding. A special thanks to Tonico in Vatican City for hosting our program. And lastly, special consideration to Burst IQ, a leader in healthcare and blockchain, to Crown Sterling, a leader in digital sovereignty and quantum encryption, to Dignity Health, delivering high quality and affordable healthcare for all. And lastly, to Falcon Ventures, as transformative as our entrepreneurs. And thank you, Wanna Public Relations, for all your PR and media support. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go away.